Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. If you have a TV, you must have a TV license. It's the law. Inspectors are calling to unlicensed homes and businesses. If you don't, that can mean prosecution and a fine of up to €1,000. Get yours at tvlicense.ie or any post office. Brought to you by the Government of Ireland. Right, uh, shall we go... You know, should we slide beautifully into the shit good ratings? I think we probably should, shouldn't we? Yeah. What have you got this shit? Uh, shit, you say? Um, I'm just going to... Eddie Jones. Mm-hmm. We all know Eddie's a shit house. We know this. But honestly, the way he behaved this week, before and after the game, just... I'm sure he's very pleased with himself, but, like, to talk about, like certain players having not having respect for the game and then behaving with absolute disrespect <laughs> to opponents, the press, and everybody else. Uh, it's just... I t- he's I don't think he's, he's just... starting to show himself as a well, bit of a prick now. Well, he is, isn't he? He always has been. But yeah, I know, just... but like it, he was quite funny in the past with it, but the longer he seems to stay in the job, the more unspiteful... And, like, the way that he... Like Chris Jones from the BBC yeah. was interviewing yeah, Five Live. Yeah. That, that fucking, the spiteful, <laughs> petulant prick that he was to him. And it's perfectly reasonable questions. And like, oh, I don't know. I just think, honestly, if he would like to coach the Lions in th- two or three years' time, like. Well, he didn't stop Gatlin get the job, though, did he? And he's done his fair share of uh, shit. I don't think Gatlin did, has done quite as much unpleasant stuff as Eddie did this week, <laughs> let alone. And Having said that, I'd rather that than Joe Schmidt, who's not talking to the press anymore. Well, this is the thing. It's just fucking hell. Rugby coaches, stop being pricks. <laughs> we get that you've got a very hard, high-stress job, but part of your job is talking to the media and behaving in a manner that's fucking beholden to a professional bloody rugby coach and a representative of the nation that you're you know, supposedly in charge of. So talk to the press. Don't be a cunt. Hmm. 
And if you want to play silly little mind games, carry on. But I don't understand I felt... that when you're doing your thousandth press thing that you might want to have a bit of a laugh and just change, you know, just to keep it interesting. I can understand that. I couldn't do the, you know, stock answers forever. So I can understand how, you know, you have to allow for some personality. But, but you're right. Oh, yeah. you shouldn't, it shouldn't tip over into just, I'm just bored and I'm just going to say all this shit now. Yeah. But Joe Smith, but Joe Smith's particularly worrying. I mean, what kind of control freak must you have that you just won't even speak to the press anymore because they've got on your nerves a bit? It's just exactly. This is like grow up. You want to be a professional rugby coach? Like, yeah, I'm sure that nobody enjoys talking to hacks before and after a game because they ask you these awkward questions that you. I'm sure nobody enjoys talking to Graham Simmons, for example. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. However, that is part of the fucking job, and you're all media trained. Up the arse. All the players are, all the coaches are. Imagine the job interview. How would you deal with difficult media situations? Oh, I'd just stop talking just to stop them. stop talking to them. <laughs> no. <laughs> Zero score on that question. Yeah, so... Just, uh... just here's an idea. Just fob off the question with an entirely nebulous, pointless answer, because that's what you do for all the other questions. Do a Theresa May politician one, where you just answer the question <laughs> you want to answer in your head. Yeah. Like... Do you think Mike Brown played well today, Eddie? Well, I'm here in China to build new trade links. <laughs> exactly that. Like, it's just rugby coaches stop being petulant little children and act like grown-ups because you're actually supposed to be the adults here. We expect the players to be idiots. You're supposed to be the ones that are like the grown-up in the room. Yes. Please start acting like it, all of you. Anyway. Gregor Townsend seems lovely. He never seems to he shirk does. anything. Yeah. And then again, let's see how many games they win. <clears throat> well, yeah. Uh, what else have we Speaking got? Speaking of shit yes. and Gregor Townsend, actually, Finn Russell. Holy shit. Yeah. Is it possible that some enterprising Glasgow fans have, like, kidnapped him, like, shortly after the Australia game in the autumn, replaced him with, like, a vastly inferior doppelganger, and are basically hoping that in the summer, Racing 92 were going to turn up, take the doppelganger back to France... And then leave good Finn to carry on playing for Glasgow. Does it, the, the Daily Mail had a big pop on him last week because he was smiling during the anthem, and that was almost like symptomatic of why he played badly. Now, I thought that was nonsense, but what you do notice is he doesn't stop smiling. He's, he smiles when he makes mistakes. When he, like, when he did that ridiculous missing of touch and kicking, <clears throat> touching goal, and he just this, How- it's like it's like you must say what. Stop fucking smiling. <laughs> if I, I mean, Stuart Hogg was getting irrationally angry about a lot of things on the weekend and was being a right little Mardi fucker at times. The thing that I would, you know, why are you not shouting at Finn? <laughs> yes. Finn, stop looking so fucking pleased with yourself, mate. You just booted another one dead. But he almost doesn't look pleased with himself. He looks like a cat. We see. It's almost like he's a kind of idiot savant, but without the savant bit this weekend. Do you know what I mean? It's like stupid smile on his face all the time. It's like, stop fucking smiling. But like, I, like I, mean, I get it. Like, a lot of flair tends, like, when things aren't going well, his sort of reaction is to just try to do more. So when he's having a bad game, his thought is, Oh, I'll, I'll attempt to fucking nail I'm a sure that's how he's coached. I think he's probably coached. So don't lose faith in your belief. If it goes badly for five minutes, don't lose faith in your ability. Yeah. You know, keep going with what you're good at. Yeah. But also... But there's a difference the between that basic. and going, actually, I'll just wait for a minute and I'll just get us some territory, then I'll go back to being what I'm good at. Yeah. No, it's... it's Yeah, the bad passes, the shit kicks, the... That missing of touch from penalties things. When... 
when Greg fucking Laidlaw looks like more of a steady and composed figure at 10 <laughs> than you do, you've had a fucking howler, mate. And it's all like, all right, miss one, but then the next one, just make sure. Just take yeah, just, just take 10 metres of it. It's better just to take 10 metres off it. and You know, it's just... Yeah. But he did look at just a little bit. But he, 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 was, he was doing what he does, actually, in play. Yeah. But it's... He can always look nice because he gets the ball and he brings people into the game, but it's how much effect is he having doing it? He's probably a classic example. If you look at the kind of kick-run-pass stats, you think he passes a lot. He's a really good passing 10. It's good. Yeah, but is that good? It's how effective it is. You might want to up, up your kicking stats a bit more and just give your team more of a chance, really. Yeah, he does a lot of shoveling on bad ball. A lot. And, and I'm assuming that's how they coached as well in his defence. Yeah. It must be, again, they must be told to keep working to that pattern and they get a lot of praise for that when it comes off. But there's something about being drilled to a point at which you've got to go out, no, I'm not, this isn't on. And that's why yeah. I'm surprised Laidlaw, well, Laidlaw did when he went to 10, didn't he? He said, that's actually... Yeah. There comes a time, you know, it was exactly the same with Patchell on the weekend. You know, the more things went wrong for him, the more he was trying to force it and the more things were going wrong. Like, Wales would have absolutely like Warren Gatland would have thrown himself from the top of fucking <laughs> the highest standard Twickenham to have fucking Dan Bigger at 10 on Saturday. Yes. Because Dan Bigger would not have let that game go like that. It's true. Because Dan Bigger, for all of his flaws as a player, he fucking knows how to play on the back. He knows how to play on the back foot. He knows how to get his team out of a, you know, situation by just doing the basics very well and it's yeah players that are sometimes a little bit either they're inexperienced or they're just that you know danny cipriani is exactly the same when danny cipriani fucks up danny cipriani tries to do incredibly increasingly more outrageous things to try and basically make do you it remember he had a kick charge down like every other week for about six months yeah, and he, just, and he just would not fucking accept that it was not like he was the problem. And that's the kind of it's, it's a dangerous game that you're playing with, you know, these flare tens who, you know, we, we fucking need them, obviously. Mm. But you've got to have a bit of composure and a bit of awareness of where the game is and just be tactically a little bit more astute. And I think Russell has demonstrated a little bit too often now that he's perhaps not the most tactically astute, adaptable player. And Patchell obviously did on the weekend as well. I don't think we should throw a baby out of the bathwater here. Oh, he's obviously got no. ability. Still Scotland's lot, best there's, option. There's so attempt. many hot takes in the Six Nations about what should oh, happen well, next, yeah. isn't there? So yeah. just thankfully, sensible people should... are in charge of teams and they don't do... Yeah, well, apart from France. Is that Finn Russell should be allowed to work out whatever this is in his head. He needs another week with his coach to say, right, yeah. come on, what's going on? Yeah, he's got a fortnight off now to work on whatever it is his Isn't problem. his dad suing the, suing the union or something, or suing somebody? Is there's, he? There's a whole story about how he signed his big money deal, his dad's suing Glasgow for some reason. <clears throat> okay. And it's, there's just a lot going on. Oh, while well, you, while I can see you typing to look at that one, because uh, yes. obviously my research is magnificent. Something about his dad suing someone is about as much as I uh, I'm reading former rugby chief to challenge dismissal, dismissal at tribunal. Forget that then. We can't go yeah. through that. Anyway, what we got Ew. shit from Twitter. Jim Jim Roberts got in touch and said shit is for him is under him is Underhill's no longer at the Ospreys. 
I think you've covered uh, that, that one. That makes me sad every day. And Naomi, Naomi Grundy Mason, hello Naomi, got in touch at Twitter at Blood and Mud, and she said, "Shit, having my self-confessed rugby disliking team leader in work telling me I was wrong that it wasn't a try in the Wales game because there was no downward pressure, I had to leave the room." Do you? That's I, I work with. Fucking nutshell. Isn't it? I work with people who are not really into rugby. Some people know I do a podcast, some don't. And I sometimes get people saying things to me. And it goes one of two ways. One, I sort of go into far more detail than they ever imagined I was going to. Oh, yeah, to. I do that one. Yeah, I do and they go one. And they, and they kind of glaze over a bit. Yeah. Or I say something and I say, well, I think it's this and it's this. They come back with something that is such, like, superfluous, like, just skimming the surface nonsense that I just go, well, possibly. Yeah. Anyway, I've got to get on. So I think that's yeah. kind of... Yeah. That's, uh, I, I'm, I'm glad that, I'm lucky that most of the people that I work with who like rugby are Welsh and generally <laughs> agree with me. Um, just because it's easier, probably. <laughs> it probably is, yeah. And most of the English people don't give a flying fuck. On that subject of Sam and Hill not being at the Ospreys anymore, however, hmm. my favourite part of that is that the Ospreys got 150 grand from Bath to buy out his contract and transfer fee. Oh. And they then spent most of that money um, paying Guy Mercer's loan wages from Bath, who they won't play. So... We basically gave them Sam Underhill for free, took a player that they didn't really have any room for in their squad anymore and paid him loads of money, haven't played him. We could have had him for another year. And, uh, and by he and large, how do, you, how do you feel it's all going? Well, by and large, I feel like I would have really loved Sam Underhill to not be playing for England at that exact moment on Saturday, which is what would have happened if he was still at the Ospreys. Um, anyway, shit for me. Dylan Hartley. Right. Four tackles, carried four times for four metres, and he barely played, what, 40-odd minutes in the end. What is the point in him now? Like, he doesn't do it. Like, he doesn't do anything when he's on the field, really. And England clearly don't need him to win because he fucks off after 40, 50 minutes, and then they go on and they're exactly the same. The real captain of that team is fucking Owen Farrell. Mm. It's obvious. Yeah. Like... <laughs> and there are. I just, I just best... think they're not, they're not ready to give that full thing to him, especially since he does everything else. No, and I understand that, but there are, you know, two, if not three, better hookers in England than him. Right I now. just give it to Launchbury because he's fucking amazing, yeah. and why not? Yeah, just give it to Launchbury. Fucking give it to a Toji if you're that bothered. Give it to Dan Cole. Give it to some. Give it to anybody because the real captain of that team is Owen fucking. Give Farrell. it to Mike he's Brown. The... Yeah, why not? Fuck it. <laughs> well, he's staying, like, isn't he? He obviously likes it. Yeah. Him. Yeah. He's like, been doing that for is... 24 fucking test matches, mate. <laughs> Maybe you guys should pick the team. Yeah. <laughs> we get rid of that fucking waste of space you've got in a two jersey, for one. <laughs> and honestly, like, I, I understand that Dylan Hartley has qualities. And there was, you know, when he was picked originally, it was, you know, he's a great leader, blah, blah, blah. What's the point in him being a great leader, blah, 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 if... He is not playing for two thirds, a third of a test match every week, if not half a test match every week. Like, if my captain is an inspirational, fucking motivational leader, I don't want him sitting, fucking with icing his calves after forty minutes. You know, it's it just it doesn't make def- much sense, does it? It makes no sense. Um, Rob Warlow got in touch on Twitter and said that shit is the poxy unfunny McDonald's adverts on ITV. 
It just shows you how much the advertising company actually don't get rugby when they that whole thing. It's completely. It's it's. Oh, there's rugby on television, is there? Well, we'd like to be involved with that. We can have some funny. Go with something about rugby people doing classy things with each other. It's like seriously. I don't know much about advertising. You're supposed to know who it is you're appealing to. Yeah. How many millions did you spend on that campaign? And it's terrible. Just terrible. I did um, shit for the weekend as well. Was uh, Lee Harper not being fit? We've touched on it. Yeah. It was just... He made a difference. He wouldn't have been up in the have... line fucking about in the first five minutes, would he? Fuck no. He would have been smashing fucking anybody that was near him into touch instead of... Uh, yeah, he would have been conceding a penalty if need be. He was do- he would have done anything He'd to ensure that, that was not a- in between the knees his of his face. head. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he wouldn't have lasted ten minutes, but it would have been it would a- have been five less points a- on the board. That's all you need to get. <laughs> exactly. it. out- it's an outcome game. This. Mm-hmm. As more sectors across Ireland are reopening, the COVID nineteen pandemic unemployment payment is changing. If you're currently receiving this payment the amount you receive will change from the 16th of November. To find out more about how these changes will affect you, visit gov.ie forward slash PUP changes. A Government of Ireland initiative brought to you by the Department of Social Protection. Acast recommends podcasts we love. Changemakers is a new podcast series with me, Claire McKenna, talking to people who stand up, speak out or challenge us to think a little differently. It's about the greater good, families and children, respecting their own individuality. In the next couple of years, like I hope I never have to have conversations about racism ever again. Like, I just want to get to the stage where, you know, people are just people. Nobody's pooling the resources together and actually being able to show how much of an impact it will make when people do come together. Changemakers with Claire McKenna. Search for it now wherever you get your podcasts. Acast is home to the world's best podcasts, including the David McWilliams podcast, I'm Grandmam, and the one you're listening to right now. Uh, other shits for me, moving away from the internationals, because uh, some non-internationals did apparently happen this weekend. Uh, Harlequins. Yes. Played 60 minutes of their home match against Wasps in the Prem with a man advantage after... Uh, Kyle Eastman got sent off and somehow managed to get hammered 44-22. John Langley just... on Twitter said that Harlequins conceded over 40 points against 40 men and looked comically inept at attack despite having an extra man. It's I don't I don't know what it must be like to be a Quins fan because like the mixture of joy and absolute despair because they're really fucking good sometimes. They beat what the return fixture. Remember they beat Wasps in the Rico earlier this season? Yeah. They were brilliant, and then the reverse fixture, they get fucking dicked by 14 men. It baffles me. Equally shit, actually, is the Scarlets taking a team that features James Davis, Tygburn, Johnny McNichol, and plenty of others to Treviso, who've basically lost their entire pack to the Italy squad and lost. Yeah, amazing. I mean, we do get these fucking bizarre results, and fucking Worcester as well. Worcester, Worcester secure, beat, yeah, not... but that was coming up in my good. Worcester beat. Yeah, it's actually, let's just Ex- move on to good because I'm Exeter basically done. Yeah, Exeter haven't lost at home. Well, no. until Saturday for 16 yeah. months, was it? Something ridiculous yeah. like that? remarkable. Like, I still don't Last know shit, though, because you mentioned shit was Kyle Eastman for nearly taking somebody's fucking head off. Yes, Twice. that was as red, a red as, the reddest of red cards there, I feel. What have we got as good? Yeah, so Worcester beat uh, Exeter. Yeah, well done. Yeah, 
And you have to imagine that that's London Irish's goose. Uh, if not quite cooked, then it's been basted and... It's marinating it's slowly. <laughs> the oven's on and uh, it's preheating Marinate as we speak. You're just pouring yeah. the wine and getting ready to <laughs> put it in there. <laughs> Tell um, your Amazon Alexa to play a, you know, a, a playlist. Yeah. This is getting a little bit sexy. It is. I'm not comfortable at all. Put the Barry White radio on, please, (laughs) while I get London Irish to go down. Yeah, so what else was good? I've already mentioned Jordan Lama putting a defender on his arse within two... That was good. Within two steps. Yeah, we've already talked about Owen Farrell and Sam Underhill and Wales' discipline. Um, You know, I'm going to put my hand up and say, you know, for as much as I've said that he's shit, and he is shit, let's be honest, uh, Mike Brown played very well. On the weekend, I thought, like, Wales did everything they could to make him look absolutely world-class, but he did not make a mistake. He did double-punch one catch early in the game forward out of both hands. Yes, yeah. Beyond that, that, having said that, that he wasn't put under a great deal of pressure, was he? No, it was the the most armchair-ridey of games possible, and yet he he still found time to be a massive cunt to Scott Williams as well. So, uh, you know... I don't he mind it so of... much on the field, really, in a high-pressure game like that. Yeah, it's fine. I've not got an issue it's with it. Of it He's, and also, he is one of the game's biggest arseholes, and it wouldn't yeah. be him if he wasn't doing that. He's been doing so, that for you 24 know, test matches. Yeah, what, being <laughs> bang fucking average, not really offering anything in attack. Yeah, yeah. Um, what have we got? Good. Tom Nine on Twitter going to it. So good is Hadley Parks for singing the anthem like Blethyn Williams. He is embodied. That's that's Tom. Steady that's on. quite a hot take. That is, but yeah, he has been playing well. But I think I, I wouldn't like to jump to to Blethyn Williams just just at this point. Okay, just calm yeah, it yeah. down. I mean, anthem singing maybe, but oh yeah, well maybe know. he's just got to sing it an anthem as Blethyn Williams. Yeah, I mean, uh, is there any well, footage, again? Is there any footage of Blethyn Williams singing the anthem? Well, if he did the anthem like he did everything else, it was probably bloody brilliant, wasn't it? Yeah, so. yeah, the prince of anthem. <laughs> um, <laughs> speaking of yeah, good Wales players, actually, like last week we were sitting here and sl- and being smart arsey about whether Gareth Anscombe was any good at ten. And I mean, it was only 20 minutes and it was against a tired England team. But I think, you know, he kind of, you know, set us to rights a little bit because he was fucking excellent when he shifted to 10. He did and, mix it up, didn't he? Well, he's he's one of those very rare things in 2018, which is that he's a running 10. He's not. Yes. He's, he's, you know, he can pass, he can kick, but his first thing is always step and run, which is quite delightful. Because it's weird and nobody expects it these days, except from Bowden Barrett. So yeah, he's done all right with it, Annie. Let's be honest. Yeah, it's not gone badly for him, has it? But uh, yeah, I don't know whether he should start in Dublin or not. But I mean, he shows enough that I think the next couple of weeks in training for Wales, there's going to be quite a lot of competition, if nothing else. Hmm. What else have we got? That's good. Reese not going to touch on Twitter. Regular listener and contributor. Hello, Reese. He said, "Good is." Guillaume Girardo for making 50 tackles in his first two Six Nations games. He's a good player, isn't he? He's one of the truly, he's one of the truly undoubtedly great players in that France team. Yeah, he probably is. the I only great player maybe in the France team. I, I feel very sorry for him because he works <laughs> fucking balls off, and he's an 80. He's what he's the rarest of rare things in that he's quite often an 80-minute hooker as well. That's true, which you never see anymore. In your face, Dylan Hartley. I don't know how you, fo- however you would say in French, lads, come on, 
Come on, lad, <laughs> really. You know. Regarde, regarde. <laughs> vite, vite. Avec moi. Uh, yes. Uh, what else we got? Tom Dagoy took uh, on Twitter. He said that Good is the BBC Five Live commentator and former Scotland fly off Ian Robertson, who's retiring. Not yes. only has he been an eloquent and erudite advocate of the game, and on a round-ball-centric round radio station, he's managed to work with Matt Dawson for years without any kind of untoward incident happening. <laughs> I mean, that in many ways is his greatest achievement, I think, personally. Like, just to go that far without some sort of HR thing. <laughs> Amazing. Remarkable stuff. Any more good um, from you? Good, Hugh Jones, we spoke about. He's a much better 13 yeah. than he does a 12, that's for sure. I couldn't decide, uh, from being at the game, I couldn't quite decide how Peter Horn was doing at 12. Uh, a bit lightweight, but a bit all right, yeah. it looked like, from where I was he sitting. He was fine, but not brilliant. Better than what was there last week, that's for sure. Um, Jacob Stockdale, I thought, was very good. He was. I, I subbed him in this week and made him my captain, thinking he'd score quite oh. a number of tries. He didn't oh. really, only and one. I thought he scored two. Oh, however many he scored, I thought he'd get more. Yeah. The two that Henshaw got, I thought but, he'd get as well. Uh, maybe it was, yeah. But his little uh, sort of dummy step and then turn on ridiculous gas was was very, very enjoyable and backed himself lovely. Um, Teddy Tomar, is is he good again? No. Is he, is, I don't, I don't. No. I'm not sure how to process it all. Like, when he comes up against kind of... a team that will actually be able to defend in the outside channel properly, he'll be revealed for what he is. Somebody who's kind of all right. <laughs> I would imagine so, but it's just that's not going to happen against Italy next week, is it? Or the week after next. So, <laughs> yeah, to go get, back to shit get a minute. You fancy teams while you can. To go back to shit a minute, Ian Walsh on Twitter said, "Shit is everyone saying drop Finn and play Laidlaw fly off? It's insanity, and it's doing my head in." Are people saying that? <laughs> it seems because they are. Yeah. I do love that. They, it's insanity. People, Stop this now. There is nothing like the Six Nations to bring out the most steaming, fucking fetid hot takes, is there? Good God. I missed Sam Warburton on the television because I was at the game on Sunday. Yes, apparently he, he was, was remarkably good, wasn't he? He's getting loads he, of good oh, notices. Like, like everything else that he does. <laughs> it was all class was, and all. Yes. Yeah, he was... Composed, erudite, really showed really good insight of the game. Like they were asking him, Ivadel was asking him all sorts of tedious questions about, well, Sam, you're a player now. What's this like? And he was just basically humoring him as much as he could while also offering some genuine insight into like tactics and player preparation and. What must they be thinking down there now, Sam? Which is the worst question that you can ever ask a fucking professional rugby player because he doesn't know because he's not down there. But um, <laughs> we're yeah, all thinking, no, what a you... twat John Inverdale is, John. <laughs> I wonder what that every minute of the day thing about us now. But um, yeah, no, he was he was very good, um, and he looked a little bit excited to be next to uh, Olivier Magnin as well, which was funny. Yeah, loads of people Although, sort of saying, oh, what say. a, yeah, I, it's, a, it's a drum of mine that I like to bang quite a lot is how much people don't mention Olivier Magny as one of the best players of the past <laughs> 20 years. And now he appeared on the telly on Sunday, everyone was like, oh, what a player he was. Like, yes, yes, he was. Yeah. Where the fuck have you been till now? 
The reason people are saying that is because BBC showed a little fucking highlight reel of all the fucking great things that he did in his, his career. His link-up went, play from Seven and the fact that he would catch the ball one-handed all the time was just the best thing ever. <laughs> he was basically like what we want French rugby to be. He was sex rugby. In... Well, imagine him in any team now. God, he's yeah. so good. Yeah. Just, uh, anyway, yeah. Right. So I did also enjoy Sam Warburton describing him as uh, Olivier Mange. On, <laughs> that was uh... his, his terrible autocorrect on Twitter, yeah. That's in good. <laughs> Olivier <We> Mange. <laughs> Olivier Mange, brilliant. Right, are we anyway, done? I think we're done. Jesus, we better be. We better be, yeah. Please, God, all the listeners <laughs> say that, you better be done. If any of you are still left... Yeah. Right then, thank you very much, all of you, for listening and contributing. Loads and loads of shit good contributions this week. I'm sorry, yes. we were a bit I was yes. a bit behind the time trying to pull them all together. So if I've not used them, I do apologise, but I will look to use them. Uh I always look to use them, shall we say. All right. Yes. Speak to you all next week. Take care. Take care, everyone. This year, leaving certificate students have new choices via the CAO. Whether you're going straight into the world of work or exploring routes to third level, further education and training and apprenticeships offer you flexible, hands-on learning opportunities. The future is full of possibilities. Whatever your ambition, further education and training and apprenticeships can help take you there. Your future is what you make it. Learn more at cao.ie forward slash options. This is an initiative of the Government of Ireland. Social Podcast Network. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.